1: Hey guys, what's going on? Justin Masson here with Nintendo Dads with a very interesting thing next, actually. So I had an opportunity to meet with Rune from Triban. And Triban is the company that put together and is publishing out What the Golf, which is available on the week of, uh, it's actually available May 21st on the Nintendo Switch eShop. And uh, I had an opportunity to sit down and talk to him about that process about getting the game out on the switch about their kind of design and development mentality um really cool interview really cool opportunity to sit with him i would definitely recommend checking out he was a very busy man obviously they're releasing in like a week so we had a, a um, just just the fact he carved out time for me was awesome so guys hopefully enjoy this interview with rune from Triban, who's creating what the golf check it out enjoy Yeah. So, Reed, thank you so much for joining us. And obviously, we're talking about what the golf, right? Which is coming to the Nintendo Switch, uh, next week, right? Yes. The 20th? Yes. Am I right? Yes. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about, about this game. Uh, and I'd love to, as you know, we were talking about here a couple of moments ago, this, uh, conversation about obviously, you know, you guys are busy right now, uh, working with Nintendo, the, the components of that. One of the questions I have, I'd love to start off with is like just, How are you guys doing as a company kind of in, or as an organization in the landscape we currently are? Right with COVID and we see games getting delayed and moved and like, how does a, you're a bit of a smaller team. I was doing some research on it. It looks like a bit of a, how are you guys doing this time?
0: We're actually doing great because uh, two days before the lockdown came to Copenhagen here in Denmark, we were actually discussing if that would be an option. Uh, So we actually kind of prepared And we were getting ready for people to work from home. So when the lockdown actually came, uh, we were able to move pretty fast. Of course, we needed everyone to get set up at home, but I think we managed quite well. Uh, Of course, it's, it's always super strange to, um, to, to work when you're not together because a lot of the creative process is uh, seeing stuff and coming up with ideas and ping ponging. And that's very different. Uh, when you're doing it uh, from home, mm-hmm. so we had a we had a, a, a morning meeting and an afternoon meeting where everybody gathered around and we could see what each other made and stuff like that. So it was actually okay. It didn't move as fast as normal, but sure. I think I think the whole process was really good and it actually I think it made us stronger as a team.
1: Okay, so why do you think it made you stronger? Like what uh, in what way?
0: I think when you do Zoom meetings or uh, whatever meetings, like any online meetings, it's very important to shut up and listen. And so uh, the people who talk the most uh, during uh, normal office hours uh, are not necessarily the ones who talk the most when everybody is working remote. So actually some of the uh, more quiet persons need to speak up and say what they want to say when it's their turn, kind of. So in in that sense, everybody got a voice uh, through this.
1: That's fantastic. Excellent. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's obviously sounds like you guys are able to kind of pivot pretty well and and kind of continue on your way, which is, which is, which is amazing, right? Um, So let's transition a little bit to, what the Golf, which comes out. Uh, now this game was actually, now if I remember correctly doing some research here, this game was released in September on iOS as part of their Apple arcade and is now transitioning obviously to, uh, to Nintendo. So maybe talk to us a little bit about first, like what is, what is what the Golf? Um, how would you describe it? Cause your page on the, uh, on the Switch or on the Nintendo site is, I think whoever wrote it, crafted it is absolutely brilliant because it is such a well written, Comical and a great description of a game that is absolutely not really about golf either. So maybe you can give me your, your pitch.
0: Yeah, well, the the very short elevator pitch is that it's a golf game for people that don't like golf, made by people who know nothing about golf. <laughs> and that's the very short version. And in reality, it's 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 a golf game that looks like a golf game, but actually doesn't have anything. To do with golf other than to show you that everything in the world is actually golf. Yeah. That's, that's the whole premise of the game. So you start off and it looks fairly easy and you say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very confident with this and I know what it's about. And then on this third level, it just turns everything upside down because that's, I think that's the level where you golf the golfer himself Mm -hmm. and people are just going, what? And at that point, people get it. Yeah. And if we have captured them there, most of them would actually uh, play the whole game. Mm -hmm. And if they don't get it there, they won't get it at all and won't find it funny. But most people find it extremely funny because it's a game that plays with expectations Mm -hmm. and it's it's a game that always kind of trying to trick you, but you always feel you are in on the joke. And you always feel that 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 you get clever. Like failing is never a punishment in this game. Mm-hmm. Failure failure is just a way of learning.
1: Yeah, and it's, you know, in, in transparency, I had an opportunity to play a couple hours of it. You were able to give us code early, so I greatly appreciate that. And that was something I really found very very quickly on. Is I never felt like I was being punished. Do you know what I mean? It was oh the the balls fallen off. Okay, quickly you you relearn what to do, and nothing ever feels. Yeah, to your point, you don't feel like you're being punished. You don't feel like, like it's about a learning curve. And there's this kind of like uh, puzzle elements to it that you're solving on the fly. And then, you know, once you either get it in the net or in the, you know, spoiler alert, there's nets in certain ones, right? Or uh, <laughs> into the actual, you know, golf uh, hole or the flag. There's this kind of like, oh, I solved that. Excellent. Right. And it moves forward. Uh, I love that comment about it.
0: And all the it, devils are also very, very short. So like you won't get tired of, of, of like anything. you will just move on to the next thing because you just, you, you just want the game to surprise you all the time. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's very important that nothing of, or no, none of the levels should go on for too long because that's not what the game is about. I also yeah. think it's very, very important that anybody can basically pick it up. Like I, I could get my mom to, to play it and she would get it and I can get my kid to play it and he will get it. And I think that's super important because that's, that means that you can actually uh, play it with your family. And I think like something like the Nintendo Switch is perfect for that. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that.
1: Cause, and, and that's exactly one of the reasons we reached out because I said, this feels like it's perfect for the demographics, right? I've got an eight-year-old daughter, uh, an 11-year-old daughter, and we love playing couch co-op kind of crazy games right and this fits perfectly in this and i know they've already loved this like the simple idea of you know you you know to your point like hey you're hitting the golfer and they're kind of the the physics that kind of goes within the kind of the the ragdoll approach to it right um in this version the switch version one of the big things that i've seen different from the ios version is the two-player function correct so talk to us a, a little bit about that maybe
0: well, a lot of people asked us very early on if we're going to port this to the Nintendo Switch. And we felt that it was a, good, a very good match. But we also felt that if we had to shine on that, we had to add something extra. And one of the things that Nintendo is uh, very good at is, is to uh, two player modes. You, you really want a good game that you can play with your friends. That's, that's the whole sales pitch basically of the Nintendo Switch. So we started figuring out how we should do that and how competitive it should be. And uh, at, at some point, and very early on, we found out that it was very important for us that the, the two-player uh, couch party mode, whatever you call it, was as surprising as the game itself. So There's no level picking or there's no nothing. I think there's about 200 different levels that you can play and it's totally random which one you will get. So some of the levels you would be good at, but it's very hard to become a master because it'll just shuffle the levels and throw it at you. And I think that's super important. I I played it with my five-year-old kids yesterday and of course I'm too good at it so he gets upset, but then you would just switch the controller. So whenever I was five points ahead, we switch controllers and mm-hmm. then I'll get five points. And then you would end up in the arena, which is like the big final stage of the multiplayer thing. And your characters are basically sitting on top of office chairs and throwing balls at each other. And uh, all the levels that you have won, your character will get an extra health point uh, for that level. So in a way, everything is settled in the arena. So uh, even though somebody is super good at it, you can still make it fun. And I think that's super important.
1: Yeah, there's this there's this kind of nice nice balance, right? And and I and one of the things I also really liked about it as I was going through was you know not only do you have this you know this this couch co-op or I call I call call it uh couch chaos, right? This two player functionality. (laughs) Um, That's good. Right, chaos. we there, there's been a lot of fights in this household about couch chaos games that we played together <laughs> as a family. Um, and then I love there's this, like, and then there's, like, the, the party mode, right, you've got over here. And then you've got your daily challenges, and you've got your achievements, and you've got your, uh, I think it's called the impossible area, or the, like, the really hard, difficult stuff. There's a lot of depth to a game that feels, to your point, that is just kind of, you know... Hit, hit this thing and see what happens. Uh, and I was super, super impressed with that. Is there, what drives that kind of idea for having this variety of, of accessibility?
0: Well, first of all, I hate all those free to play games and I find them very crappy. And most of the time it just seems like people are trying to build a machine where they can throw in one dollar to do user acquisition and then one dollar and two cents will pop out in the other end and they think they made a good game i find that rubbish i think a good game is all about trying to do your best and give the player the best experience with this and we know that uh, players are very different and they will play games very different so uh, when we designed it it, we we designed it on purpose that there should be something in the game for everyone so if you are an achievement hunter or or you want all the trophies then you can play it like not in a hardcore mode but you can go for all the crowns in the game and stuff like that but if you just like exploration and hanging out then the 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 couch mode is is cool and if you um, and you, if you just want to play chill, you can actually complete the whole game without, uh, like doing any of the hard levels because all those hard levels are hidden behind something. So in the design process, we discussed all these things. We also have a special feature, which is called show to a friend, mm-hmm. which, uh, it is, yeah. yeah, which we basically, we just had this idea that uh, the game would be so bizarre to explain to your friends that you want to show them. So if you were sitting on a bar telling your friends that you golfed a couch or uh, whatever you golfed, they would just go, what are you talking about? And then you can just pick up your phone or your switch or whatever and just go, hey, I'll show you. And then you can play that show you to a friend and just, I I think it will play 20 levels, which won't spoil the game in any way, but they'll just give you an idea and they're very funny. And uh, and I think thinking about those things when you do games is super important because mm-hmm. you need to figure out what do people want and what do we want to build and how can we get those things to match.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, that was, it's a great point as well because it is, like to your point, it's, it's a bit of a hard, challenging game to describe, right? And I think whenever you hear something like, golf, right? People are not sure, you know, are turned off by it, right? But I think that that, that show to a friend and I, mode. And I,
0: and I think that that's actually our biggest challenge is that we have the word golf in the title. So people will look at the screenshots and if they don't read that description that you talked about earlier, they will just think, Oh, this is a golf game. That's not for me. And they will, they will move along. but. That's definitely not the case because it's not a golf game. Super Mario is a golf game. Assassin's Creed is a golf game. Uh, Counter Strike is a golf game. Like, yeah. what the golf is not a golf game. It's a game that's showing you that all the games you've been playing all along are just golf games.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, I, one of the things I thought, what, what I found very interesting, and, and I don't know, maybe from a design perspective or uh, programming perspective, when you're, for, so for example, I went to a hole recently, and I was playing as a vase, a vase. Sorry, um, and the physics feel like that. You know, like like when I hit it, I'm like, that is how I would kind of imagine the rolling of that. And you have so many of these, you know, cars, couches, you know, desks. I don't want to spoil everything for everyone, but like the physics feel very different for each of them. How is that from a programming perspective or, or a challenge perspective? Because it feels like they all have to operate very functionally different.
0: The good thing about that is that we made the game in Unity and Unity is great with physics, Mm -hmm. but uh, you still need to test it a lot to figure out what feels right. So we took a lot of time to play it with Testa and we brought it to a lot of uh, conferences and shows and watch people play it. So we kind of like, uh, we kind of tested it in the wild. It's almost like we we felt like we were doing a stand-up comedy show and we would go out with a very bad stand-up comedy show and then we would get feedback and then we would go home and make it even better and tweak it and then come back and show it again. And in that way, we could keep like uh, uh, keep banging on the game until it felt right. Mm. And I think that's super important. It also took us like three years to make the game. So oh, wow. Okay even though it looks like it's, it's just fun and games, it's, it's, of course it's hard work and you need to, we, we, you, you, we also came up with a a shit ton of levels that are not in the game because Mm -hmm. they would look good on paper, but when we did them, they wouldn't feel right. And then we just scrapped them and said, we'll only keep the the good ones because it's not a, it's not important that there are five hundred levels, like two hundred levels. That's enough.
1: Yeah, kind of that quality over uh, quantity uh, approach, exactly. there, right? Yeah, and it's you know, and playing at each each level feels very well thought out, very designed, very you know, there's a function you're trying to do here. There's a ch- there's enough challenge, there's approachability to it. Um, I want to I obviously want to be cautious of your time. I know you mentioned before you're, you're quite busy. Love to talk a little bit about. We mentioned just before we hit record here, this like, how is it to work with Nintendo in a process like this, moving it over, um, their kind of infrastructure and and I guess the support they provide you?
0: Yeah, well, uh, Nintendo is, is very strange to work with because we have this saying that there are three different ways of doing stuff. And it's the right way or the wrong way on the the Nintendo way, and the (laughs) Nintendo way is something that when you hear about it, it doesn't make any sense in your head. And sometimes they come up with uh, a great solution for something that you never thought was a problem. Other times they're just uh, like it's a bit of a hassle to work with them. because like you have uh, you have the Nintendo branch that are based in the US and then you have the Nintendo branch that are based in Europe and then you have the Nintendo base that's based in Japan and they all work differently and they all have different kinds of ways that you that they want uh, you to cut the trailer, for example, then you need to put this legal stuff in the American version you need to put this legal stuff in the European and in the Japanese version. It's a whole d- different kind of rules. And also when you talk to the, uh, the Japan branch, they only speak Japanese. Mm. So you actually need to find somebody who knows how to speak English and have good connections with Japan because, or else you're just. Gonna lose that market altogether, right? So it's, that's kind of crazy.
1: So do you do you have to like for situations like that? Do you employ someone internally to assist with that, or do you use a, like a vendor or an agency to assist in that? Um, or, we, or how do you we, how do you do, how do you like strengthen that relationship? I guess.
0: Yeah, we we, uh, we used a guy called Zach who's done this a lot of times before, and we we talked to other game developers and, and said like, asked around, and said like. What are you doing? Like uh, we saw you launched in Japan, what's your approach? And the whole game developed community in here in Denmark is, 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 is very friendly and very open, especially the independent <coughs> studios. And people tend to share their knowledge. So when you have a problem, you can actually go to a different studio and say, how did you do it? Like People here don't see, The different uh, studios as competitors, but more as colleagues. So it's also because we're not, we don't, well, at least it doesn't feel like we are competing for the same audience in a way because the the Danish market is so small. So we're definitely not competing on the home turf because like we're competing out in the world and there's so many people out in the world and so many gamers. So it, it doesn't seem to be a problem. And that's super nice because it's it's always good to hear what other people have done and and hear their war stories.
1: Yeah. yeah it sounds like there's a real community of just sharing that information, right? A kind of a partnership, and that's, that's pretty incredible. Um, again, I want to be very cautious of your time. I know that you're very busy getting ready for the launch of, of the Switch as well. Uh, what's maybe kind of like a, a final words or final pitch for someone who wants to pick up What's the Golf?
0: The final words for people who want to pick up what the golf is, I don't think you should buy it for yourself. You should buy it for somebody else because it's a game that when you have completed it, you want to see other people play it. It's actually fun in that way. And we could see that a lot on the phone that people would would play it on their iPhones. And then they, after they completed it, they would, they wouldn't delete the game. They would just get somebody else to play the game. So uh, if you don't like golf, you should uh, check out what the golf, but at the same time, uh, don't hate golf because in fact, everything in life is golf. Even life itself is golf. We get born and we all end up in a hole.
1: <laughs> that, is, that is morbid, but fantastic. I love that. Uh, Rune. it's available on obviously the Nintendo Switch coming up next week. It's available on iOS. Where else could someone yes. pick it up if they wanted to?
0: They can pick it up on, on the Epic store for PC and uh, for Mac. And later on, we'll launch it also on the Steam. And at the moment, we're discussing it if we should also port it for the Xbox and the PlayStation, but that's still up in the air. But definitely pick it on uh, on the Epic store on PC. And if you really, really hate Epic, just wait until t- October, then you probably will be able to get it on Steam.
1: That's perfect. Excellent. Regardless, folks, wherever wherever what the golf is, pick it up. It is absolutely worth your time. It is a ton of fun. Uh, as I mentioned before, couch co-op, couch chaos, whatever you want to call it, uh, pick it up for a friend. It is an absolute blast. Uh, Rune, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Uh, be well, be safe, and uh, best of luck in the launch.
0: No problem. Take care. It was my decision.
1: Thanks. Thanks. Bye.